0: This is the Intimacy Podcast, formerly known as Bedroom Confidence for Good Women. You are listening to Bedroom Confidence for Good Women, Episode 16, Allowing Your Emotions. Welcome to Bedroom Confidence for Good Women, a podcast for my sisters who are ready to rock some serious confidence in the bedroom. I'm your host, Certified Coach Instructor, Rhonda Farr. Hey friends, how are you? A big hello from your Southern sister here. I hope you guys have had a great week since we've talked last. Today, I want to build on something that I talked about last week. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, it's called Emotional Intimacy. I think you should go back and re-listen to it sometime in the near future after hearing this episode. I've had some things on my mind and I've been working through some emotional triggers for myself lately and I wanted to share those with you. I wanted to talk with you about them because I think maybe it will help you understand how to process through some emotions in your own life. As I talked about last week, emotional intimacy and being able to express yourself and feeling safe enough to actually say what's on your mind and actually communicate with your partner in that very deep level, I talked about how important that was and how for most of us that's the foundation for physical intimacy. I don't know about you, but I I am feeling just kind of emotionally off or emotionally triggered It's really hard for me to get out of my own mind and be able to focus on my husband, to focus on finding that connection with him, be able to focus with my kids. You ever like this? You have something going on that's just kind of irritating you or it's in the back of your mind and then you kind of take it out on everybody around you. I do that sometimes, I'm very sorry to say, and I hate that I do it, but I've been trying to figure out some methods and tools to deal with that in my own life. And I want to share those with you today because I think they could be super helpful for you in your intimacy and your connection with your partner. So the first thing I want to do, I kind of want to lay a foundation for emotions and feelings. Okay, so basically a feeling or an emotion is just a vibration in your body. That's all it is. Sometimes it feels great, right? Like excitement or joy. Those vibrations in your body feel awesome. And we probably don't have to talk a whole lot about being able to allow those emotions into our lives because most of us want those. We're seeking those. We're looking for those. But sometimes when we're feeling the vibration of anger or resentment, embarrassment, overwhelm and anxiety, I feel those a lot those are a lot more um, difficult, right? They're, They're just a little bit more difficult to swallow, to sit with. So the way I want you to think about a feeling or an emotion is to think about it like this. An emotion starts in the brain and it sends out that vibration to the rest of your body. Now, a sensation is very different. That would be like pain, right? Or hunger something like that now that's an involuntary sensation and it actually starts in the body and sends a signal to your brain to feel it so we are not talking about sensations today those can get uh, a little fuzzy I think maybe they kind of mesh over together like I feel pain so that's a feeling but not really for these purposes today pain or something similar would be a sensation I'm talking about emotions that start in the brain through our thoughts and our thinking and send a vibration out through our body. So let me tell you something that I have been struggling with this week. And I I hate to use the word struggle because it's actually a really good thing. My oldest son turned 16 a couple weeks ago, which is actually great. Like a rite of passage for him. He's super excited about it starting to think about dating, driving a car, a little bit more independence, and all those things are really great, and I am excited for him too. I think it's uh, wonderful to see your kids start new things and try new things and to see their excitement, but when I was a teenager, I kind of went through a traumatic experience with my own brother. He and one of his friends were together in a car accident that proved fatal to both of them. And that was a big, you know, as you can imagine, a a big ordeal for our family. It was very difficult to both process my emotions as a teenager and to see my parents going through the things that they did and my other brothers and then all the friends and high school friends and all that to see how that played out. It was a big deal, you guys. Clearly something that made an impact on my life and I will never forget. I'll never forget that phone call. I'll never forget a police officer showing up at our door just just a lot of things about it right so as you might imagine as my own son gets his driver's license and drives off in a car without me for the first time now I understand this is a big deal for all parents I'm guessing anyway as you see your child drive off in a car without you for the first time no matter what your previous experience is a little nerve-wracking, right? Have I taught them well enough? Do they know enough? Did we cover that? What will happen? When will they? You know, how will they react if there is a, a high-pressure circumstance? All these things going through your mind. But for me, I've kind of always had this thought of something bad will happen in a car. So I've been able to work through it fairly well. But even when I drive other people's kids. I pray a lot, you guys. Like, bless us with safety, help us to get there and back, even when I'm driving other people's kids. But I still do it. It hasn't, like, inhibited me from being able to drive the carpool and all those things. But whenever I saw my son drive off, all these thoughts of my brother and his accident and him and his friend in this car, they all started to trigger into my brain, right? And so I'm having these thoughts cars are dangerous, my brother died, friends together in a car, that's what happens, you could get into trouble, like all these thoughts are coming up in my brain and triggering these emotions, like for me, it's an emotion of fear, sometimes it's just really high anxiety, okay, so I want to talk to you today about how I'm dealing with this and also relate some of my own experiences to how this plays out in relationships sometimes too, So first of all, before I get into my situation and how I've been able to manage these emotions with my new driver, I wanna talk to you a little bit more about emotions. Like we've said, they're just vibrations in your body. They start in your brain after you have a thought and they move throughout your body. Now, some people might think that circumstances cause feelings. Like if somebody dies, that causes you to feel sad or grief, right? Not really. This is something I teach my clients, and for those who work with me one-on-one, we go very in-depth with this. But for today, I'll just say this. Like, if you're out on a vacation, and somebody dies back at home while you're gone, and you don't know about it, it doesn't cause you to feel anything at all, right? They've passed away, the circumstances happen, and you don't feel anything at all. Now, when somebody calls you and tells you what's happened, you're going to start having these thoughts. No, this isn't right. Something's gone wrong. I will never see them again. They were too young or whatever. They were such a good person. Why did bad things happen to good people? You're going to have all these thoughts. Those thoughts are going to trigger the emotions. Are you with me? So our thoughts, not our circumstances, trigger an emotion. And here's what I want you to know. Life is 50-50 when it comes to emotions. About half of the time, no matter who you are no matter what you're going through, you're going to experience a positive emotion and about half the time you're going to experience negative emotions, right? Don't believe me? It's true. Think about it. When you were in college and struggling and had no money, think about all of the negative emotions, like maybe the nervousness or the stress or whatever. Think about when you have some of you much more money. And you're trying to think about, well, how do I invest? And how do I make sure that we have enough for retirement? And should I give my kids all these things, even though we can not afford them? Or is it worth it to stay in this job? Like really, no matter what situation you're in, your life is going to be about half positive emotion and half negative emotion. And what I want you to know is when that happens, nothing has gone wrong, you guys. It's normal for all of us. And I think that's so important. Because when we realize, when we're raising families, when we're navigating relationships, our relationships are supposed to be 50-50. I know we have this romantic vision that it should all be good and we should be happily ever after like a fairy tale, but that's just not real life. And guess what? Even in the bedroom, (laughs) even in our physical intimacy, our sexual intimacy, those experiences are going to be about 50 50 too, Right? Sometimes they're going to be amazing. Sometimes they're going to be duds. <laughs> We're going to be like, meh, didn't really like that. Sometimes it's going to be super connective. Sometimes it's not. Now, that being said, there are some of you who might be having more negative experiences in the bedroom than others. But what I want you to know is, if you haven't figured out that piece, why you're struggling, how to get through some of your baggage or some of your... um pre-wiring for your brain like some of the negative messages that you've learned as a child or whatever if you haven't worked through those things yet you might have a little bit more of a negative experience in the bedroom than positive but for those of you who have kind of worked through this and pieced these things out and you feel like no I have a pretty secure view of sexuality my husband and I love each other even when you're on that higher level it's going to be 50 50 because this is real life and we are humans Having a human experience where there is opposition in all things, right? Okay, so I want you to think about it. 50-50, those emotions are always going to be there. How do we deal with them in a way that is conducive to a peaceful relationship? Or how do we deal with the emotions in a way that is conducive for us being in alignment with ourselves and really feeling like we are being genuine and authentic to who we want to be, even in times of stress, even in times of excitement. Okay, this is what I wanna teach you, and then I'm gonna go back to my experience with my son after this. I want you to think about a negative emotion that you hate feeling. This is like almost verbatim from one of my lessons in my one-on-one clients. So you guys are getting a real sneak peek into what I do with my clients. Although we take it to a deeper level and I really apply it to their situation and teach them how to work through it a little deeper, I'm going to give you a taste of it. And I think you'll be able to make some progress on your own just by today's episode. But I want you to think about the emotion that's most difficult for you to feel. For me, it's probably embarrassment. I hate that one. Or maybe feeling guilt for something I've done with my kids or something. So I want you to think about something like that. I want you to imagine that that emotion is encompassed in a large beach ball. And you're in the pool with this beach ball full of this negative emotion. And I want you to think about like when you're feeling that emotion and you hate feeling it and you just want to resist it. What that looks like is you're taking that ball and you're pushing it all the way under the water right you're pushing it and you're trying to keep it out of sight and it's just a ball of air you can do it for a little while it's no big deal just let it be there but eventually what's going to happen is you're going to get tired you're going to slip you're going to get distracted and that emotion or that beach ball is going to come back up to the surface but not only is it going to come back up it is going to blast up you guys with a vengeance Have you ever done this in your life? Like, nope, not going to go there today. I'm not going to feel it. You keep pushing it to the side. I don't have time to get into this. Push it, push it. And then it just erupts and explodes out of nowhere. Quite often on people that have no idea what they did wrong, right? Who are not even a part of our frustration. That is resisting the emotion. Now, I want you to think about another scenario. I want you to think about having that beach ball in the water And you've got that negative emotion in it. And you're just going to hold it right in front of your face. Like the whole time you're in the pool that day. You're not going to be able to see anything else. You're going to be totally distracted by it. You're going to miss out on the fun you could have had. You're going to miss out on seeing everybody else have fun and being a part of the games and all the things that are going on. Perhaps it's a beach ball that's kind of uh, transparent. You can see through it. You're going to see everything that day through that lens of that ball and that negative emotion. Like everything is going to be distorted because you're holding that ball. You're indulging in that negative emotion right in front of your face. That's like somebody who gets frustrated or angry and they just can't let it go. It affects every aspect of their life. They're so indulgent, right? That's not good either. There's also another way that sometimes we deal with it. Sometimes we just flat out avoid it. We don't really try to push it under. We don't really indulge in it. Sometimes we just say, I'm going to flat out avoid it. I'm going to completely check out. I'm going to pretend it's not there. And we'll do something that we call buffering. Buffering, think about that computer wheel that's just turning and you can see it going around and around and around. That's when you're doing nothing. Like you're trying to just forget about it and you are maybe vegging out on Facebook. Maybe you're binge eating. Maybe you are stuffing your nose in a book and avoiding everything around you. Now, buffering can sometimes people can say, well, no, that's like self-care. Sometimes you have to do self-care. And I totally agree with that. Buffering is not self-care. Buffering is when you do these things and it has a net negative consequence. So what happens is I'm so overwhelmed with my kids and I don't want to feel that negative emotion. So I'm going to buffer on Facebook and social media and look through that. And now I've pushed my kids aside, I've wasted all the time that I do have, and my house is even more crazy, and the kids are even more crazy, and I just don't even know what to do. So it's like a net negative. Self-care, good. Buffering and totally avoiding, it ends up leaving you worse than you were before. So what on earth are you supposed to do? We can't avoid it. We can't resist it. We're not supposed to indulge in it. So what do we do? This is what I want to teach you, my friends, what you need to be doing with your emotions that most of us have never thought about doing. I want you to think about just allowing your emotions to be there. You're in the pool. That ball of emotion, it's going to be there with you. You're not going to hold on to it. You're not going to push it under. You're just going to let it hit you in the arm. Think about those emotions just coming up. The waves will bring the ball closer to you. It'll hit you in the arm and you just say, oh, there it is. It's a vibration in my body. You just feel it when it comes. Those waves will take the ball away and it won't be as prominent in your life. And then the waves will bring it back. You'll feel it again. Oh, there it is. And you just let it be there. I want you to just imagine what that would be like for a minute. When you are willing to allow and feel any emotion in your life, it completely takes away its power. You are free, my friends. The worst thing that can ever happen to you in life is a vibration in your body. You're like, no, but Rhonda, if I don't teach my kids right, they could grow up and leave the church or do bad things. You know what? You'll probably feel sad. A vibration in your body. You might feel regret. A vibration in your body. Now, I'm not saying give up on everything and don't even try anymore because the worst thing that can happen to you is a negative emotion not saying that at all. Do your best, but then know after you've done your best that anything that happens to you is going to just feel a vibration in your body that might be uncomfortable. Isn't that interesting? The worst thing that can ever happen to any of us is an uncomfortable vibration. So let's go back to my situation with my son driving and my experience with my brother in his accident when we were teenagers. I want you to think about this. So here's what I've been doing to allow that emotion and not let it have power over me. So if I avoid it, it could look something like this. Okay, just not gonna think about that. I'm just gonna let my son go and then I like have all this anxiety the whole time he's gone and I'm trying to push it away. He comes home 30 minutes late or forgets to text me where he is sometime and then he comes in the door and I just freaking lose it on him, right? I just let him have it. That is the example of resisting. Now, let's say that I just am like, oh my gosh, I'm so worried about this. I'm indulging in it. I'm going to say to my son, listen, cars are so scary and you could die. And every time he leaves, I'm going to go on and on about it. And I'm going to have him petrified. Right. And I won't even be able to enjoy that. Now he can run errands for me and he can drive himself home for practice or that he can take my child to school too. Like I'm not going to enjoy any of that. I'm just going to be so afraid all the time and I'm going to have him afraid and we're all going to be super stressed. That's indulging in it. So let me tell you what I've been doing instead. It's a little strategy that I'm trying that I think you can do. Now, some of you might have some anxiety about the sexual intimacy in your marriage. Some of you might have some fear around being emotionally vulnerable with your partner. I don't know what it is. I know we've all got different things going on, but I want you to think about a situation in your relationship where you feel an uncomfortable negative emotion that's affecting your intimacy. And I want you to try this strategy throughout this week. What I do is when I feel that anxiety or that fear bubble up in my chest, that's where I feel. I just try to get really aware. Where is this in my body? Oh, it's in my chest. Or sometimes it feels like a sucker punch to the gut. I just feel it in my body. And then I'm just really compassionate with myself. I acknowledge, oh, that circumstance that you went through years ago with your brother dying in a car accident with his friend, that's triggering thoughts from you right now. That's triggering thoughts about your son and what that might mean for his driving experience. And I'm just really compassionate with myself. Like, of course, that's going to trigger those thoughts. You're a mother who loves your son. You've been through this experience. Of course. And so I just let it be there. I just allow it without beating myself up. And then I just name it. Okay, that's anxiety. Or that's fear. Okay, I'm just going to feel it in my body. I'm just going to let it be there. You know what happens? It's there for a little while. And then I'll think about something else and I'll do something else. And then the fear and the anxiety will come back again. And I just feel it. Okay, anxiety course I'm feeling that because I'm having thoughts triggered in my brain about something that I've been through and that's okay and I'm just going to let it be there today so let's think about this for you in your sexual intimacy maybe some of you who have had some messaging from your teenage years about how intimacy is dirty or wrong or perhaps you've even been through some abuse at some point this is what I want you to do when that anxiety comes up even though you want to be with your partner you want to have that experience with them When that anxiety or that fear or whatever it is comes up, you're just going to name it. Oh, there it is. There's that fear. Of course, I'm going to be feeling fear based on what I was taught through that experience or based on um, that scenario that happened to me so many years ago. Of course, I would feel fear and that's okay. I'm just going to let it be there. I know it's just a vibration in my body. I'm going to sit with it and I promise you at first it's going to be feel for some people overwhelming like this is too much, but I promise you eventually it's going to come and go. You're going to feel it and then it's going to leave you and then you're going to feel it again and those moments that you forget about it and let it be further from you, they're going to get longer and longer and longer until that emotion has no power over you. What are you trying to accomplish in your relationship this week you guys? What is it? What feelings come up for you when you're working toward that goal, toward that thing that you're trying to accomplish? Whatever those feelings are, I want you to write them down. And I want you to start getting really aware when they pop up in your life. And when you're aware of them, that's when you can start managing them. This is such a game changer. When you can manage your emotions and feelings, you can reach your goals no matter what they are. My client told me this last week, and I love this. We were talking about how when we let an emotion be there, that we don't have to overreact. We don't have to freak out. We can just let it be there. And she was like, oh, when you allow an emotion, you allow the spirit because you're not overreacting. You're not freaking out. You're just staying calm, even when it's hard. I loved that, that she taught me that. When you allow an emotion, you're allowing the spirit. And when you allow the spirit, Then you can act from a place of intention. Then you're authentic to who you really wanna be in that moment. I love that she shared that. If you guys need help working on this, why haven't you signed up for your free call with me yet? I talk to you about it every single time. I almost feel like it's like me saying, I want to give you a $100 bill and nobody's calling to take advantage of it. These calls are so helpful. Everybody who has a call with me, Literally, I haven't had anybody say, oh, that was a waste of my time. Now, there are some people who say, oh, thank you for all this, and I really don't want to work with you, and that's fine, and I say, I love you, and we'll still, I'll still be your southern sister, and we'll still talk, but I've never had anybody hang up from one of these calls and say, that was a total waste of my time. I'm so frustrated that I did that. You guys, I'm offering you this value, this valuable thing, my time, and also so much insight and help into your situation. Yeah, I will tell you about my program and how I help my individual one-on-one clients, for sure. And if you say, I don't want to hear about it, then I won't even tell you about that. But I want to help you. So bring your thoughts, bring your questions to me. You can always email me. RhondaFarr.com is my website. Go there, scroll to the bottom of the page, click on talk to me, or email me at CoachWithRonda at com. All right, everybody, I want you to go forward with confidence this week that you can allow those emotions no matter what they are. And once you are willing to feel any emotion, I want you to know that you can solve anything. You can accomplish any goal. All right, my friends, I'll talk to you next week.